Betty Guthrie is the lead human resource assistant in the Transition Center on Fort Campbell. She is also the installation voting assistance officer on post. She shares all the information you need if you're serving on post or are a military spouse and want to vote in the upcoming election. This Fort Campbell episode is powered by FNM Bank. Well, Betty, sure is nice to meet you. We're glad you're here today. Nice to meet you, too. Yes, ma'am. We've got Chris Smith sitting in for Katie. Hey, Charlie. Katie couldn't be here, but, you know, Chris steps right up and and handles business. I'm there for you, Charlie. I know you are. I know you are. You know, it. It's um, we, we love doing these special series on Fort Campbell, mm-hmm. and we, we, we always think we know more than we really do, but today we're going to learn more about the inner workings of some of the Fort Campbell staff. So Betty's our expert on voting and other topics, but we want to learn about you first. So is it okay? Where are you from? How, how did you get here? So I'm originally from Tullahoma, Tennessee. Um, I joined the military in 96, um, when, and that's where I met my husband. Um, as I was transitioning out, that's when we decided, you know, we're going to try things out um, and followed him through his career. And when he retired, we came back to Campbell right before he retired because he's actually born and raised here in Clarksville. So his last next to the last duty station was back here at Campbell. So he spent most of his career here, and that's this is home for us. Wow. What what did you do in the military? We were both air traffic controllers. Really? Mm-hmm. So did you do that out here at uh, Campbell Army Airfield? I did not. Did, was he out there? No, he was more on the tactical side, so yeah. he was at a small unit. and so, so ending up at Fort Campbell and then in the Clarksville community was pretty easy choice for you, right? It was. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. So what's, what's uh, Clarksville like as compared to small-town Tullahoma? It's definitely bigger. <laughs> definitely bigger. I go home, and it's, it's, more, it's not as much traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one good thing about yes. a small town. There's not a lot of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, not a lot of traffic. Not you know, everybody there knows everybody. Um, that can be a good thing and a bad thing, can't it? It, yeah. it definitely can. It definitely can. <laughs> so sometimes when I go home, I, I kind of keep it on the down low. Sometimes only my family knows, or so only yeah. my mama knows, maybe yeah. my daddy knows. But other than that, it's I'm in and out. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So so you let's fast forward. You get out of the army. You, you settle down here. How do you end up working at Fort Campbell, like in your current position? How, how does that happen? So for me, um, and I don't know if most veterans know this, but when I got out or when we moved back here, I went to the unemployment office and they have a VA rep there. And so I talked to the VA rep and he's like, okay, you know, we just had a conversation and gave you my resume, went over it. And he said, I think I have a, a good position for you. And he Passed my resume on, and I got hired on as a contractor. Um, and then after a few years of that, a GS position opened up in my same office, and I just switched on over. So when you say unemployment office, is that like an unemployment office on post or to mm-hmm. the county? The county yeah. one. Oh, okay. I didn't know you could do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that so, I should try that when I get tired of my job. <laughs> yeah, man. You keep on. You may, you may find out sooner <laughs> rather than later. So, so what is it you do? What do you do at Fort Campbell? What is your job? So my primary job is I'm a, the lead for the transition office um, on Fort Campbell. So we transition soldiers out of the military or off of Fort Campbell if they're PCSing. You know, we're the last port, last stop for them. Yeah. Um, but I'm also the installation voting officer for Fort Campbell-wide. 
So, so do, which which job takes up most of your time? Are they equal? Are they supposed to be equal? It depends on the season. Okay. So right now it's the voting season. That's the election season is coming up. So I'm starting to transition a little more from transitions and yeah. more into the voting stuff. Well, let, let's talk about that. Um, voting is, you know, it's very important. And it seems like we have, and Chris is, he's a newsman. He's a reporter. He knows what's going on with this stuff. But it seems like voter turnout is is low. Hmm. And I know soldiers, everybody gets to vote. So how does that work? So when, if they come in to see me, that's one of the things I ask them is, are you already a registered voter? And if so, where are you registered to vote at? And then we just take it from there. Um, if they're not, then I help them through the the Federal Voting Assistance Program website. Um, it's called FVAP.gov. And that's when we go in and we help them do their registration form. And we go from there and we fill it out. It takes you step by step. We just basically fill it in. Once we're done, it allows us to print. And when we print it, it's actually printing out the form for us. So these soldiers, they're not necessarily voting in Montgomery County, right? Correct. They, if they're not, if their residency is not here, they can register to vote back at their hometown or wherever their home of record is. Are a lot of these absentee ballots that they're going to be doing? Yes, yeah. and they, you can vote anywhere in the world through this program. So for the army um, and most of the service, the, most of the branches of service, they have voting officers. And you can vote anywhere in the world because all of the voting officers have access to this program that we can assist them with that. So most of the embassies, U.S. embassies worldwide, the consulates um, and ins- military installations have voting officers. So even if you went somewhere that didn't have a military installation, but they have a U.S. embassy or a consulate, you can go there and they can help you do your absentee ballot to vote back home during election year. And all that with the military is by mail. Right. There's not, I guess, yeah, there wouldn't be any electronic. It it actually depends on the state. Okay. So some states allow you to fax it in. Some allow you to email it in. Hmm. But most of them are mail in. I didn't know that. What what is a percentage of, uh, and I don't even know if we would know this, but of soldiers, active duty soldiers that actually cast a ballot? I mean, even if it's just in the presidential election or something, is there a way to know that? I have no idea. No idea. That's, that's well above my head. Yeah. I just wonder, just, you know, you look at the voter turnouts, not only in Montgomery County, but across the country, and they seem low. I was just wondering how the military, you know, what their percentage would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as the voting officers on the installation, whether it's the unit or the installation voting office, um, all we can do is we, we assist the, the service members, their family members, and any civilians that have access to us. We assist them with it. We make them aware of the program, and we educate them on the program. Yeah. So we can help them, you know, help them fill out their forms to get registered if they're not registered to vote, as long as it's not past the deadline. Um, if not, then they can still register to vote, but it won't pick up until the yeah. next year, whenever um, the election is. And then um, we just make sure that they have their forms. We assist them in any way possible. But when it comes down to the actual election, yeah, we don't have any any hands in that. Yeah, yeah. So if they want to find you for this purpose, where do the, where would a soldier go? So I am located in the Soldier Support Center um, at twenty seven zero two Michigan Avenue in room two hundred four. So so either, either both of your jobs are in the same office. Yes. You just kind of focus one way or another. Yes. depending. I, on I actually time. have two offices. We do have a voting office. 
but I try to direct everyone to my main office because I'm not always in the voting office. So do you guys send out information uh, broadly or to the units that uh, help people understand, hey, if you want to vote, this is how you do it? Yes. Yeah. So so I get the information that I get comes from the um, the voting action officer. Um, and then once they send it to me, I push it down to all the units. I have a list of, I have a point of contact that he pushes the information down to all the brigades that pushes it down to the battalions and, and so forth and so yeah. down. And then I send out, you know, when I send out the information, I send it to him. He's on my, my list and all the tenant units, which are the smaller units that don't have a big parent unit here. So we try to make sure that we hit every unit on Fort Campbell and then they just pass it down to their lowest level. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that's I mean, that's good information because I, if I was not registered in Montgomery County, which I have been for years, I'd be like, where do I go? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, and if if a lot of these early twenties uh, soldiers or anything like my kids, they they probably don't even know whether they're registered to vote. Yeah. <laughs> and and one of the things that we have to look at is when they come in to try to register to vote, if they live on post. We have to determine whether their house is on the Tennessee side yep. or the Kentucky oh, side, yeah. because that makes a difference. If they're trying to register to vote in Tennessee, you know, in Montgomery County, but they live on the Kentucky side of post, they can't do that. It would be Christian yeah. County. Hmm. So is with the um, congressional midterms coming up um, with the first first Tuesday in November? I don't remember what the date is. Um, is there a singular um, voter registration deadline that is across the board for that or is does that vary by state? So they have to be registered to vote for the midterm elections by the 11th of October, and that's for both Kentucky and Tennessee. Okay. So by the 11th of October. Mm-hmm. So now is the busy time for you getting it. The sooner is. they can register, the better. It is. So if you were to come in to, to see me, um, I would assist you, mm-hmm. you know, and then I would also direct you if you have any further questions, you can also reach out to your unit voting officer, mm-hmm. and I would try to give you a point of contact. So that way you have someone that's more available and probably easier to get access to than trying to take off work to come see me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what now's about, the time. Yeah. And what about family members? So spou- is this available to spouses? Absolutely. As well? mm-hmm. um, uh, service members. Their spouses, any of their family members, civilians that work on posts, civilians mm-hmm. who have access to the installation. As long as you have access to the installation, you have access to myself. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, and there's a lot that goes on in your building. There is. So you talk about transition, transition soldiers. So you guys have programs that help not just the soldiers, but the spouses and family members, correct? Not not in our office. Not so in your our office. office is the one who does their separation orders, their two fourteens, their clearing papers. Okay. okay. So there is another transition assistance program yep. um that does all of that. Okay. Okay. It, so when someone so you're the final destination. Yes. We tell them that we're their first and last stop to getting out of the military. Really? Mm-hmm. So uh, when someone receives their DD-214, I bet you've seen a lot of different emotions. I have. Because that's, a, that's really a defining moment, right? Yes. Seems like it would be. Mm-hmm. We've, we've seen happy tears. We've seen sad tears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's pretty cool, all the things that are available to the soldiers and families out there. Is there anything that uh, that we haven't touched on that you do that, that you'd like to, you know, promote or, or help soldiers understand? So every year, um, the, retirement, um, the retirement service officer office does a 
Retirement Appreciation Day. Mm-hmm. And I know they're going to come out and start doing their promotions. They just put the signs up. So that's one of the things I'm, I'm heavily involved in that as well. So every year we do a Retirement Appreciation Day. This year it's on the 1st of October. Um, but information will be be followed. I know the Courier on Post is going to put out an advance information on that. The doors open, I believe, at 830, and it's open to all branches of retired service members. Yeah, and I know I know Clarksville Now, and Chris is the editor um, of Clarksville Now. I'm sure mm-hmm. if you send him any of that information, they promote all things Fort Campbell as well. So mm-hmm. make sure we get that word out. I, I think they've already got stuff scheduled on, on all of that. Yeah, so. that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we sure appreciate you being here today. Well, I appreciate being here. Absolutely. We learn something new every time, and, and uh, we, we enjoy working with Fort Campbell and, and letting those topics roll in here, and we'll just, we'll just keep on rolling. Thanks. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for being me. here. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.